Hello and welcome to Checkside Chats, Sandful's fortnightly podcast. I'm Zach Milbank, Sandful media producer. And on today's show, we will chat with Torrens University South Australian under-18 captain Adam DeLoyer about the Crow Eaters AFL National Championships campaign, as well as Sandful female talent manager Robbie Neal, who will preview Wednesday's AFLW draft. Adam, how are you, mate? Good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for coming in and uh, joining us on Checkside Chats. Um, Sunday, good start, wasn't it, against the Allies? A solid uh, sort of six-goal win? Yeah, it was great to uh, get a good good win off the start and uh, hopefully take that momentum with the rest of the carnival. Uh, They're always funny to judge the Allies, aren't they? You just sort of don't know what to expect and obviously get some guys that are quite athletic and a bit rangy, maybe come from another sport or something like that. So they can be a bit unpredictable. Yeah, it was a bit unexpected going into the game how that... uh match up against us, I guess, and especially uh, losing to their New South Wales team a couple of weeks prior, so we are a bit unsure mm. about it, but lucky to come away with the win in the end. Mm. Uh, the win played a fair part in the game as well, didn't it? Um, uh, I guess uh, you were going against it, or you had it in the first and you got off to a strong start, leading 4-3 to 1-2 at quarter time, and then I thought that you really set the win up in that second term when you were able to kick sort of three goals into what was quite a strong breeze. Yes, yeah, certainly. The wind played a pretty big part and it was sort of just making the most of our opportunities when we had it and trying to minimise the damage and score a couple of goals ourselves when we were against it. What was the instruction from the coach, Bangers? Yeah, just go out, play our footy. It stems from the contest, so we knew if we could get it get on our terms there, the rest would come from that. Did he change much up into the wind, though, like at that quarter-time address that uh, you had to do? Um, not particularly. I think it was just being a bit more patient and having composure and slowing the game down if there was an opportunity to do so. And then it was really nice in that third quarter to make it pay in the um, on the scoreboard and create that scoreboard pressure and pretty well opened up. A, well, you did open up a 39-point uh, buffer that you took into the last quarter. Yeah, no, it was good to, I guess it's called the Premiership quarter for a reason and we certainly took advantage of the, the wind advantage and put some goals on in that third term. How did you find your first game as skipper? No, it was great. Um, I enjoy, enjoyed the role and the responsibility and obviously it was great to come away with the wind for the, the first game. What went through your mind when Bangers first told you? How did you find out? Uh, he just rang me just on a Sunday and, yeah, I guess I was pretty, pretty excited. I was looking forward to the opportunity and couldn't wait to run out there with the boys. What was the process in selecting it? Was it a little bit peer-driven amongst the um, your teammates? Yeah, there was an element of uh, peer-driven. So the the players voted on these different categories that we thought went into making a good leader, and then I guess the coaches decided from there. What do you think makes a good leader, and what do you pride yourself on? Uh, I guess someone who just leads by example with their actions and the, the way they treat others, and then someone who's respected and uh, gets around his teammates as well. They've been described to me as a, a quiet leader, um, but is that sort of, uh, do you sort of, you hold back and when something needs to be said, you'll be forthcoming with that? Yeah, I guess. I guess it's just ma- making the most when you do speak. I think uh, a leader needs to be someone that they'll listen to. So mm. whether that's uh, a lot or just a few times, but it needs to be someone who uh, your teammates will listen to. Sure. Do you enjoy getting to know the guys from other Sandful clubs as well and sort of um, getting inside their heads and helping them be the best they can be? Yes, yeah, certainly. I think it's a great experience coming together with all the, the different boys from the Sandful clubs 
and yeah, it's just great to get to know everyone and yeah, get to know new people for sure. There's something about that South Aussie nature, isn't it? Sort of getting together and helping each other out against some of the biggest states, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy how quickly you come together as a team and then mm. in a few weeks they're just it's almost like they some of you good mates. It's great. And I know Bangers is very hot on priding ourselves as being proud South Aussies and wearing that cherished red Guernsey. Yeah, it's a great honour to, to represent the state and it's something that all the boys know is a great honour and we certainly take pride in that. And you get to do it again this Sunday. So Vic Country, um, big one. Obviously, uh, yeah, they'll be red hot to knock us off. Yeah, we're looking forward to the challenge and uh, maybe a little step up from the Allies on the weekend, but mm-hmm. it's something that we're looking forward to and it uh, should be a good challenge. How do you think they might differ? Do you um, do much sort of scouting on the opposition in the national champs or is it more bangers sort of focuses more on what we're doing? Uh, it's definitely a lot of focus on how we're going to approach the game. But maybe in the, uh, later in the week as we approach the game, we might have a look at what they do a bit more. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking with Vic Country? Have you sort of looked at what they've been up to? I uh, haven't, haven't looked a great deal, but mm. I, I'm sure they'll be strong in the, in the contest and have some great skill and flair away from the contest as well. So definitely mm. a good challenge. It'd be nice if we got some of the boys back that missed the first game due to the COVID protocols. Obviously missed uh, some of your fellow midfielders, in fact, uh, and leadership group members yeah. for that matter, and Nick Sadler and Kobe Ryan, but also um, uh, Will Patton's another one. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get all of those guys back. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's pretty disappointing to miss them on the weekend, and obviously for the individuals, you never like to miss a game. But, um, yeah, certainly looking forward to getting them back on the weekend. Harry Barnett's the other one I was uh, who was his name was escaping me. He's um, really come on leaps and bounds in the ruck this year for West Adelaide, hasn't he? Yeah, for sure. He he definitely sets the tone for our team as a ruckman, and he competes really well around the ground for a big fella. He's amazingly mobile for someone who's two hundred and two centimeters, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He covers the ground pretty well, yeah. and yeah, can do pr- some pretty special things for a ruckman. But uh, how deceptive is his height? Because when you sort of look at him from afar, it sort of almost looks like he's just above 190, but in reality, he's well over two. So, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. certainly a big boy, so, yeah, yeah but he's a bit strange. Yeah. Um, what, uh, obviously, you've got Vic Country, um, and then you've got uh, two games on the road after that. Um, uh, it's going to be a challenging uh, I guess, program for you overall, but one that you'll no doubt get the best out of yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a great experience to, to play in the National Carnival and I'm uh, looking forward to travelling with the boys and taking on that challenge of playing interstate. You've been described uh, not only as a quiet leader, but also a really deep thinker about your own footy and even the team's footy more so, I probably should say. Um, when you come to the bench, is that something that you pride yourself on to try and provide a bit of feedback to your coaches and the like as to what might be happening, particularly in the centre square and where things might be breaking down and the like? Yeah, it's always important to have those conversations and looking for areas that we can get the game back on our terms, I suppose, and it's uh, something that's always happening during the game. Uh, where did that come from from you? Like, What drives you to do that? Um, probably just I, I know how valuable it is to, just to get that feedback from the, the players who are out there in the, the thick of it during the game and I think it certainly helps the team to have that perspective. And I guess you've been playing the game a long time. Tell us about where footy all began for you. Yeah, so I started out um, as a junior at the Henley Sharks and went up through the ranks there and played a bit of school footy for Grange Primary School and then uh, St Michael's College. Mm-hmm. And then I started off in the, the Glenelg Development Programs. Okay. 
But then um, I think maybe under 13s, 14s, the, the zones changed. And right. Moved across to the Eagles and, yeah, okay. I love it there ever since. Okay, so uh, the Eagles must have been wrapped with that. But yeah. the zone changed timely for you. No, it was, it's good. <laughs> the, the Eagles are a great club and super fortunate to be there. Because I think it was just the one year that Glenelg had Henley in their area, didn't they? And then it switched back, something of those lines. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, uh, obviously the Tigers probably ruined that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but yeah, not too sure. <laughs> um, how, who's probably been the strongest mentor along the way for you in terms of a coach or perhaps even um, someone that's just been there for you the way along the journey? Yeah, I've been super fortunate to have heaps of the great coaches. Um, Shane Reard and now the Eagles have been great. I've also had um, Eber as a school coach who's been oh, yeah. super, super great for my development and Russell. as a mentor. Uh, no, Brett. Brett, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I know Russell um, was previously involved at Grange, I think, at the primary school there. But, yeah. What did Brett um, – wh- where was he involved with you? Uh, St. Michael's, my oh, last yeah. last year there. Um, he was the head coach and it was a bit of a challenging year. We didn't win too many games, but mm-hmm. no, it was certainly a great learning experience. How did Brett help you specifically? What some of the best advice you gained from him? Um, it's probably just around moulding me as a leader and just showing how to um, inspire your teammates and uh, get the best out of them, I'd say. Why footy? Why play it? Why why to start with? Can you remember when you were real, like, how old were you when you first started having a kick? Uh, yeah, I've probably been kicking with my dad ever since uh, growing up and then, yeah, just playing out at the, the Sharks. I just love being around my mates and love that camaraderie you get with footy, so that's probably okay. the main driving factor. Played any other sports or...? Uh, yeah, I f- played a fair few growing up. Um, I was big in surf lifesaving at the, okay. the Grange Surf Lifesaving Club. Um, I also played a bit of soccer at primary school, a bit of cricket, yep. so a fair few sports, yeah. What did you like about surf lifesaving? Um, I think the community aspect of it. I think mm. it's um, it's a great community out at surf lifesaving and obviously all the, the water sports, it's great being in the water on and spending your Saturdays down there. How did you go with the sort of Ironman um, aspect of it? Like, Did you have sort of uh, triathlon type? events you'd compete in? Or? Yeah, I, I competed. Um, yeah, the Ironman was pretty pretty grueling with the, the board swim and the run, and it's a bit of endurance and speed. So, yeah, it's certainly a tough tough event. Tell us about some of the distance that you would do with that. Um, it was just a regular Ironman. It's probably like a 400-metre swim, 600-metre board, and then runs in between. Okay. You can certainly push it out, and I think the, the mm. cooling out of gold, I, I never did it, but that's the main one, and it's a Massive endurance race. So, yeah. Did you travel interstate for any that you would do? Or? Um, well, I went to Aussies one year, I think in under-14s. And I also, I think maybe in a state team, I went to up to Sydney and Bondi for a, yeah, a year, which was a great experience. Okay. How do you find the sand running? Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> challenging. Sometimes you feel like you're running backwards, but mm. no, nah, it's certainly fun and it's a different type of running. Do you think that's helped your footy and your running aspect with footy? Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say so. It's also great for the mental resilience doing mm. those sort of events, which I think definitely carries across the footy. Yeah, terrific. Um, what sort of aspects of your game have you been looking to improve and work on this year? Um, during the pre-season, it was mainly just my, my running base and just, just building a mass, uh, big tank heading into mm-hmm. the season and then also just working on that um, outside-inside balance and getting a bit more footy on the outside of play. Okay, because, yeah, we all know you as a really contested beast inside and big-bodied yeah. midfielder. Um, has that been a bit of a challenge for you to try and get a bit more on the outside? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I think that my, my coaches have been great in um, helping me with running patterns and how to find a bit more on the outside, so it's been good. 
How, who would you sort of liken yourself to as a sort of current day AFL or Sanfil player? Yeah, I like to watch the the best midfielders in AFL, like Clay and Oliver. I like watching him play and um, Jack Steele, those sort of players. So. Okay. No, no one from Carlton? Yeah, um, there's a <laughs> few, few big ones at Carlton. Paddy Cripps is probably one that I've looked up to over the years, so I'd say him. And uh, for the listeners' benefit, I'm saying that because uh, Adam's a big Carlton man. Um, be nice, I suppose. Um, do you sort of dare to dream to look that far ahead that you could end up on their list alongside some of your heroes like Cripps and Sam Walsh and be in the centre square with them one day? Yeah, it's pretty surreal to think <laughs> about that. But, um, yeah, just focusing on the now at the moment and leave that for further down the track. Where did uh, the Carlton um, barracking come from? Yeah, dad, Dad's a big Colton supporter, and I think he um, jumped on when a few handy a- SA players went across, oh, like yeah. Sticks Kernahan. I think he started barracking for them then. And uh, then it's Craig just, Bradley, Peter yeah, Motley. Craig Bradley. There's yeah. a few good ones, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, were you, let's, uh, what year were you born? Uh, 2004. Oh, so you haven't seen a flag. No, nah, I haven't. Yeah. It's been some pretty grim Lean times. times. Yeah. But this year, looking okay. Yeah, certainly turned around a bit and mm. um, hopefully we can carry it through to the rest of the season. Yeah, oh, very good. No doubt uh, you'll be following them interest uh, with keen interest. Um, you mentioned pre-season. You did the senior pre-season with the Eagles this year. How much of a benefit has that been for you, particularly with, as you said there, the in the lead-in about uh, improving that aerobic capacity? Yeah, it's been great. Um, I've loved learning off the, the coaches and the players out there and also the the challenges of a, a senior's pre-season has been great for my footy development, I'd say. What about Jade Sheedy? He's a, an awesome coach, isn't he? Yeah, he, he knows heaps about the game and he, he's a great people person. He's mm. So I've certainly enjoyed doing the pre-season under him. Darwin, great experience for you up there with the Eagles and you got to play at league level there against uh, the best of the best from Northern Territory. So that would have been a great experience for you early on. Yeah, that was a great experience. I um, just I enjoyed that heaps and uh, yeah, got a lot out of it. Now for after the national champs, I guess main goal would be to crack in and play your first host plus Sanford League game with the Eagles. Yeah, I guess that's a dream to um, represent the my club at the the league level, but uh, just got to put in the hard work between now and then. Be a fair old midfield to crack into, wouldn't it? There's some good players in there. Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky. We've got a pretty pretty strong team, so that's good. Yeah. Um, from now on, uh, I guess you're pretty settled off the field. Uh, you've done your year 12 at St. Michael's, as you mentioned, played under Brett Ebert there. Um, what are you studying at university? Uh, I'm doing an economics course at the moment at Adelaide Uni, which I've been uh, enjoying so far. It's been good. What have you chosen? I mean, in terms of your subjects with economics? Um, I think one's just the principles of economics and then another one's focusing on the international financial markets. Okay. And I'm also doing a programming elective, which is just for something a bit different. That's that's my main focus at uni this year, just try okay. a few different things. Yeah, very good. Um, programming elective, what does that entail? Um, yeah, just just programming, I guess. Um, MATLAB and uh, C were the two different um, things that we used and Okay. Yeah, so it's just a bit of digital stuff, yeah. How do you go with that algebra side of things? Have you tucked into that yet with the economics degree? Yeah, um, I do enjoy my maths. I did a methods and specialist at, in year 12, okay. so it definitely set me up all right for that, that side of things. You're better than me. I lasted eight weeks doing <laughs> economics at Adelaide Uni and uh, threw in the tower. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do you hope it might lead to one day? Yeah, so one of the reasons I, I chose that course is pretty pretty broad and there's a few different um, options you can go down through it. So 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly where I'm, I'm heading at the moment, but okay. I certainly just leave my options open. But it sounds like you've got a really sound and solid base for you outside of footy and something to really take your mind off things. Yeah, I think it's great. You don't want to be consumed by footy 24-7, so it's good to just focus on my studies and take, take that in its stride. The international banking side of it, that'd be getting really interesting right now, wouldn't it, uh, with the way sort of international markets are going over in the US and obviously interest rates are moving around a bit too? Yeah, there's a fair bit going on. I think a lot of my assignments that I'm doing, it's pretty much based on current day stuff that's happening mm. at the moment, so certainly very interesting. Yeah, very good. What do you do for some downtime outside of footy and uni? Um, I guess just a normal guy. I just hang out with my mates. Um, I live pretty close to the beach, so I spend yeah. a fair bit of time down there, which is pretty relaxing. Yeah. Formed a pretty good bond with Matthias this year in particular, like obviously state duties, yeah. Eagles under 18 duties, and yeah. Yeah, spent a fair bit of time playing with him, which has been great. Uh, obviously, he's a pretty talented player and a good bloke, so I enjoyed it. Excellent. Thanks very much for your time, Adam. Appreciate you coming in. No, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. How are we looking for next Wednesday, Robbie? Well, it, yeah, it all comes down to the 29th, Zach. Mm. And uh, now we've probably got some very excited uh, players that uh, are living up, uh, I suppose, the last nine days and uh, and getting ready for what could change um, their lives for, for some of them. Um, and uh, obviously with Port Adelaide coming into the competition, it offers a just a different landscape for, for South Australia in particular for the players that uh, reside and will ultimately nominate for the draft in this state. Been a pretty anxious time for the girls, hasn't it? Because we sort of haven't really known for quite some time when the draft would be, when the season would start, etc., etc. And uh, for those that knew that they would probably be right up there, they sort of left in, uh, yeah, limbo as to what was going to happen. Yeah, well, with the end of the season, I think it, it, there's a, a number of factors. It's obviously everything being brought forward with the August start, um, but obviously you've got players that are that are finishing year twelve um, as well. Mm. That will certainly be. Um, at the forefront of the the minds of the recruiting managers of particularly our South Australian clubs. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some policies that have been put in place by the AFL to help uh, those players be able to transition into okay. um, AFLW uh, training uh, regiments and, um, and the like. So, uh, you know, and even preparing how much rest do you have before mm. you've got to get yourself into a bit of nick to make sure that you're able to do a pre-season um, in the middle of winter, yeah. um, getting ready for an August start. So um, with no one being able to anticipate that this was going to happen, it's uh, it's played a, a trick on a lot of people. And it's going to be a once-off and for good reason. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, exciting for South Australia as a whole, as you said, in the lead-in there and Sandful in particular. And we obviously uh, had our undefeated campaign with the under-18 girls, which was tremendous. What's it like for you? Because obviously you've coached and seen these girls from quite a young age come the whole way through you like you must be genuinely excited absolutely I, I suppose it's uh i came into this job in uh, the end of january in 2017 um from the as the my role previous role as the talent manager of the nord football club which was um basically the the boys program only and obviously our sample um, w program was was just in its infancy uh, that particular year the same year as aflw um and when I, I came into this role, um, I remember Emma McPherson and myself having a bit of a chat and I asked Emma, I said, where do we get these players that are coming to 
this combine testing mm. today and mm-hmm. I'd only been in the job a week and we're at the, <laughs> the SACA indoor facility and um, she said, well, no, we, we advertise pretty much for these players to come just online and you yeah. know, we go out to the masses out to different sports. So I said, do all these players play footy? She goes, oh, no, not really. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, right, so we've got non-footballers here. And I said, actually, are the best players here that yeah. you know of? She said, no. <laughs> um, and I said, why? She said, well, they probably don't need to test because they'll get in. Straight away. And so yeah. we thought, right, we, that's at least it let me know exactly where we are mm-hmm. and then perhaps what the, the steps needed to be over um, the ensuing years to be able to get to a, a situation where, you know, we – uh, are no longer aligned to the NT. Well, first of all, we're aligned to the NT and Tasmania as a composite team playing mm-hmm. in the National Under-18 Championships. Then it went to the Central Allies just with the NT alone, yep. Tassie with New South Wales ACT. We did that to 2019. Obviously, COVID kicked in. Uh, it was an Under-19 Championships in 2021, and we were standalone. We won one, lost two um, narrowly. Uh, and then this year, going back to Under-18, uh, it was a group that um, I knew a little bit about um, coming through from their, their younger age groups, watching them in under-14s, under-15s. And I was thinking to myself, I was only having this conversation with Brenton Phillips the other day, and, and mm. I knew that if we could get this group together, um, I think we'd be able to do something. And, and I suppose the barriers for us were perhaps other sports, whether they, they went away like a Darcy Brown or yeah. um, a Chloe and Maddie Schwartz to tennis, um, obviously Darcy to cricket. She's playing for Australia now. So we're sitting there going, hopefully we can get this group together. Fit Hannah Ewing's in there as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lauren Young wasn't um, able to, to be part of it, but uh, we had a, a real good group of talented footballers who had obviously um, played numerous years in, in the Sanford W. We're used to playing against women as well, which geared themselves to being really well prepared to be able to play at national level against players of, of similar age. Mm. Uh, you touched on it earlier. Obviously, it's a very different landscape this time for the AFLW draft with Port Adelaide entering in, which spices things up a little bit. There's already a little bit of rivalry, rivalry in terms of which South Aussie girls, I guess they'll pick ahead of the Crows. Uh, Port Adelaide, of course, uh, eight picks. Adelaide with three and Port come in uh, the top ten with picks three and seven. So that should set them up quite nicely for the future, won't it? Definitely. There's certainly plenty of of talent. And given that um, next year Port Adelaide would take um, two of their NGA players, which will be Lauren Young and Sinead Goody, you'd Mm -hmm. imagine, uh, so they've got two O fives locked away who are not only um, top notch in South Australia, they're top yeah. notch nationally. So yes. they're getting them through a, through their academy process. So uh, their list is going to be a lot stronger than people will give them credit for. Um, and I suppose what they will go for in the draft will be um, dependent on uh, just with their list management strategy where they feel they need to make sure they they can cover off. Obviously, they'll take the the best talent, and you'd imagine that'd be a, a Hannah Ewing, Sarah Goodwin right up there um, mm-hmm. and those sorts of players um, and obviously there'll be some younger ones that they'll keep their eye on yeah. in the future who featured in our under 18s this year but uh, it will all come down to that to see what they need um, and obviously they've got a, a squad uh, formulated already through um, you know pre-draft signings and all that sort of stuff so mm. Uh, they'll sort of know what they want and obviously Adelaide are going to be able to see what's left on the tree yeah. at the end of it. So they'll <laughs> sort of will. be sitting there mm. uh, doing all their homework on everyone. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the, the, the opportunity for them to have their selection, which I think is around 43, yep. uh, then uh, they'll be able to, to pounce on whatever's remaining. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Ewing's hard to pass her up at number three, you think, for Port Adelaide? Oh, definitely. I mean, she's had three years in the Sample W system mm. and she's she's been... 
dominant. Um, mm. And I think in a system like that where Hannah can really concentrate on her training, get super fit for herself, she can play forward um, mm-hmm. and midfield. So um, she does a lot of damage in both. Very similar to, you know, in the men's, it would be a Dustin Martin, you know, mm-hmm. who can actually go forward and really pose a problem and be as equally effective forward as they are uh, playing in the midfield. So okay. um, absolutely. Um, her kicking is, is fantastic. Um, her field kicking, but also her kicking for goal, great yep. penetration, great distance. As I keep saying, she makes the game less labour intensive. Yep. Um, you know, she hits her targets, gets good distance, uh, rarely fumbles, um, and just uses the ball really well um, when others find it a bit harder. And I thought in the Host Plus Sample W League Grand Final against Sturt, uh, she really um, just imposed herself at critical junctures of that game for North Adelaide's benefit, didn't she? And that goal that she kicked and just sort of, I think she, you could almost sense she felt that, the, hang on, if Sturt keep going the way they are, yeah. this is going to slip away from us pretty quickly. And she sort of just threw herself in, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. I mean, I, in the voting, I actually gave her the three votes that day simply because of that impact that she had. And I don't think if she was out in the oval, I'm not sure whether North would have got over the line. That was okay. the way I saw it. She was so cru- crucial in a number of uh, passages where she was able to uh, be really, really clean, do things that players um, of lesser ability wouldn't be able to do. And mm. uh, I just think she was really super critical um, in that uh, in a game that was was actually hard to really decide upon with a, with a 3 yeah, 2 one voting. You, you could throw a blanket over mm. a number and no one really imposed themselves. There was a lot of effort and some players who really tried, but for someone who actually, you know, was a was a standout uh, in amongst that, was a, it was a, quite a dour game. So mm. uh, I just thought that um, Hannah's performance gave North Adelaide the, the ascendancy and, uh, and they got their uh, their flag, which um, now they're sort of hanging for after you know, mm-hmm. a disappointing year last year, not making finals at all. Um, it was a really important win for them. And on the flip side, uh, someone who missed for Glenelg at the uh, late in the year in the prelim, Sarah Goodwin, who you've touched on, hurt her calf, didn't play in that prelim final. You sort of wonder whether she might have tipped the bays over the edge enough to sort of obviously go on with it, but... Do you feel she might fit in that number seven sort of realm? Yeah, for definitely. Well, she can yeah. play a number of different yeah. roles too. And she's a real fit athlete. Yeah. She came five, I think, fifth overall for, for the 2K. So she's mm-hmm. a, a really good um, athlete. And that was with the AFLW Combine um, that we had uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so she's got she's a really good athlete, um, very astute, um, beautiful kick of the ball, rarely fumbles again, uh, Makes other other players better around mm-hmm. her as well, and given that she's be able, to, she can play forward as well. She can mm-hmm. play through the midfield, across half back, provides overlap run, real good gut runner. Uh, so yeah, if you bypass a player of that talent, yeah. there's yeah, I'm not sure you're probably in the right job. <laughs> uh, Good to see they've uh, already taken some Sample W girls, Port Adelaide, uh, the mature ages in Jade DeMello, North Adelaide Premiership forward, and then Jade Halfpenny, who I know you've had a lot to do with her development there at Nord. Um, Great opportunities for those girls, isn't it? It is. And and look, it's it's also so important that our competition in this state is is providing um, the platform for these players to be able to to get to the next level, um, obviously assisted by having a, a new list to generate, but mm. uh, it will certainly um, encourage uh, a lot of players to be able to to look at footy and, and take it up um, further and progress further, even if they, they are mature age. 
um, and get to that stage. And, and Jade is a is a you know a wonderful example of of persistence. And Jade's one of those ones who can play in the midfield, strong body, and can go and play forward and, and impact it there. So I think that re- really lends itself for her. She can uh, get a mismatch. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be in the midfield or, or, or forward. So she's a really handy um, acquisition for Port Adelaide. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't know um, how her dad will go in, being a you know former Norwood player and all the rest of it. Yeah, hey, yeah, you want to play for Port Adelaide? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's proud, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it would be interesting for him, yeah, going to, to home games at, at Alberton and mm. watching her, do it, her daughter go around. Yeah, it certainly will be. Uh, someone with perhaps, a, I guess, a bit of a Port Adelaide connection who intrigues me is Jess Waterhouse, obviously mature ager at 25 years of age and came back into the Sanford W this year and had a huge impact uh, Sanford W team of the year member um, where do you see her place like yeah is she a real genuine chance to go to you yeah I think so uh, yeah. real good speed really good agility um, she showed that uh, in a, a South Adelaide team that um, wasn't as didn't have as much top end talent as it hasn't had in previous years a lot mm. of that's been taken to the AFLW um, but they just regenerated and um, had a pretty young squad. Rick Watts knew that he had a, a squad like that that were, mm. were going to learn. But, yeah, someone like Jess, she was fantastic up forward um, and her kicking was absolutely superb as well, really good speed. Um, she can run, she can bounce it, you know, and she. Um, I just think she's going to be a, a player that, again, just in the right training environment as well, she's going to get better and better. And um, now she'll be a... I reckon she'll be a crowd favourite yeah. when she starts getting going. Yeah, very yeah. much a cult figure. And yeah. uh, for the listeners' benefit, she's, of course, the niece of uh, the great Clive Waterhouse. And, yeah. gee whiz, she moves like him, doesn't she? Yeah, she's, uh, yeah, she's <laughs> got some speed. And, and Clive did that. He was a real fast yeah. twitch. You know, he could um, yeah. really uh, burst of speed and get the crowd going. And now, Jess, she's, she's going to be um, a real crowd pleaser. Uh, what about in terms of other mature ages? Because there's plenty of them there in the Sanford W. Uh, people like uh, Caitlin Pope of North Adelaide, Jamie Tab North Adelaide, Georgia Bevan, I guess, has been there at AFLW level uh, with Sturt. And then you've got a couple of untried ones like uh, the Sanford W. Best and Ferris winner in Jess Bates at Glenelg and then a, a Shelby Smith. Does someone take a punt on her as well, just a proven talent in the Sanford W.? Yeah, and whether they get the opportunity in South Australia, again, it will be a list management mm. in what sort of players have we got, how deep would they fit on our list, will they be up higher um, in their certain category where, where they think they can actually play. Uh, and I think I think you've probably got some suitors interstate too who will be watching yep. very intensely on um, on what's going to fall here and how the cards are going to be played out amongst mm. the, the list managers of the two clubs here. And uh, and I think you might find a number of clubs will hold off on perhaps their last draft pick and, and go for um, a free agent. Okay. You know, from uh, here. Uh, the girls primarily still nominate for South Australia, do they, in terms of the process? Is yeah, still, look, yeah, most of them do. And, and even with our young players, I encourage them to do that, even when it was just the one club mm. with Adelaide here. Um, if a player was to nominate for an interstate club, well, then they're basically saying, well, I'm happy to move into state and they won't get any relocation assistance as okay. part of that. So they will, if they nominate South Australia and then a, a club is interested in them interstate, they'll pass on their last draft pick and then be able to um, relocate a player and, and mm-hmm. offer them a, a position on their list and take them a couple of days later Sure. Um, after the draft. And uh, mm-hmm. Hannah Maniard was the beneficiary of that okay. a couple of years ago. Um, you know, Jess Good and Leah Cutting um, yeah, yeah. more recently as well. 
uh, at, at Carlton and St Kilda respectively. So uh, they've been offered that um, that opportunity to do that. So that's what I, particularly with um, the game not being um, full on professional yeah. Uh, yeah. until it sort of gets to that stage. And then, I mean, further down the track when it does become um, where the players will become um, fully professional and then... Uh, you'd imagine the draft would probably go more national than mm. um, than state-based, but we're probably a little away from that yet. As you mentioned earlier, Adelaide come in at number 43. Who are some of the South Aussie girls you think might still be in the mix there, say like a, the Nord pair and Sachi Syme, Lana Schwert, um, maybe Emily Borg, Keely Customan, Kiara Muller, yep. those sort of girls? Yeah, they're players that I certainly will add depth to your list. Um, they can kick the footy, they're athletic, they've all got... Um, really good attributes, you know. And someone like like Emily, she's um, super competitive defender, uh, mm. real good lockdown, um, you know. And if she if she is overlooked, where you know, somewhere like um, within South Australia, if she does happen to be in that situation, I think you'd find uh, there'll be someone interstate who'd be mm. really keen. And then you look at someone perhaps like the Brisbane Lions who've lost Indy Tahao. Yep. Well, then you know who, who was a, a defender, very similar in stature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Borgie could be someone who could do you know, a job like that or yep. um, yeah, or even you know, Fremantle will be looking for some players from across here mm. um, as well. So there's, there's some clubs who are, who are watching to see how the cards fall. Not only is it Adelaide watching Port Adelaide, yeah. but then you've got some uh, almost like hyenas just yeah. sort of across the country just watching to see what's going on. That's what happens when you're yeah. undefeated in the national champs. So. Yeah, that's mm. right. And also producing, as you mentioned, you, you're going through all these mature age names mm. too, Zach, which the, the competition's been able to produce. Yeah. Um, and also too, it's been some really diligent recruiting by the Sample clubs mm-hmm. um, as well, going um, outside of just your, your perhaps community footy here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been some a lot of NT girls and you talked about Jade, and Mello as well, you know, who's been able to come down and, and play uh, and get that opportunity um, to hopefully, um, you know, get a few more games other than the ones she, she played a few years ago. Promising signs for the years to come as well, as you touched on earlier, obviously Lauren Young and Sinead Goody likely to go as NGA selections, I guess, to Port Adelaide. But uh, there's uh, girls like Indy Rashid and Georgia McKee on the horizon as well who are really that top-end talent. Yeah, they're very exciting. Look um, at the grin on his yeah, face. Yeah, <laughs> they're great kids too. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. and particularly um, Indy. I mean, uh, and also in my role, I'm also the head of footy at Pembroke School as mm-hmm. well. And Indy goes there, and mm-hmm. it's just great. She's back with a few of her friends playing some school footy at the okay. moment, just to um, unwind a little bit. Yep. She had a bit of a break after a third season, so she's she's doing a bit of that, and um, and. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, you know, going on the journey with her and um, her dad Roger, obviously, yep. um, is is really enjoying the way she's she's going about her footy. Mm. Um, and Georgia, yeah, she's a little cheeky one um, from Centrals. Um, got a lot of Ian Callan, and yeah. uh, I've always said that. Yeah. You know, she's she's um, I won't call her wing nut. It's, just, it's <laughs> no. a bit disrespectful. <laughs> she's you know, but she's got that ability similar in stature, kick left and right foot. Little uh, really exciting, yeah. Really <laughs> exciting up forward. Anything can happen. Yeah, you know, turn a game on its head. So uh, we've got her for another couple of years um, mm. before she's draft eligible. And then you got some really good players, Charlotte Riggs as well. Yep. She's going to develop into a really good key defender. She's still, okay. gosh, she's only fifteen years Central old. Central District. Yeah, um, and she's when she really knuckles down and uh, gets that you know key position uh, post at Centrals. It'll just uh, you'll see her game just by the time she's she's draft eligible she'll be um, she'll be really top notch. 
Did Indy catch the Sample socials uh, last week in regard to the top five Sample W League goals of the year? She wouldn't miss anything. <laughs> she was in two, two of the five. She would miss a thing. Don't worry about that. So, who, who, which one of your, which one would would have been your pick? Because uh, yeah, there was the, oh, the snap from the grand final, and then yeah. the other one was the one you alerted me to from the yeah. boundary line at High Sense. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I like the snap in the grand final, given the moment. And the other thing mm. too is when it's a set shot, all the eyes are on you. Yes. You know, and you've elected to channel to, seven. to snap it. It's channel seven, <laughs> the whole lot, grand final day. You know, um, that was probably the stage for her. And she, um, now she, I'm a, I love snaps. Yeah. So that's pretty good. But she's she's a type of kid too. Mm. Likes to have competitions with her at training. You know, can you yeah. do this and all this sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. And her and Lucy Boyd have a bit of a, a yeah. competition um, with each other. So um, just on their their trickery around goals in yeah, Georgia cool. as well. Excellent. Where do you watch the uh, draft from on Wednesday? Oh, we've actually we've got an invite to actually go. It's just a pattern okay. whether I can um, work things around, um, mm-hmm. just work and all the rest of it. So I think Brenton Phillips has, has got an invite as well. But um, we'll sort of work to see whether we go um, over for it or whether we watch it um, here. So um, that's the thing. It's sort of you get a bit of you get an invite, but then you sort of got to work out other commitments yeah. around and yeah, and getting kids to school and mm-hmm. all sorts of, yes. <laughs> all sorts of other things, all the reality around it. So, um, yeah, but we'll, we'll see, but certainly, um, I'll be tuning in some way, shape or form, whether it's, um, online or, or live. Indeed, Bob. Thanks for your time. Beautiful. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Checkside Chats. We look forward to you joining us again in a fortnight. Until then, don't forget to log on to the Sanford website and social media channels for the best South Australian footy content.